I think Peter is now being careful about the words he uses. He's a little more careful about the way he's gonna respond. He's not gonna be boastful anymore. He's certainly not gonna brag. No, he's been humbled. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and today we are going to talk about Peter's restoration in our series, The Story of Jesus. The Story of Jesus is a look at the life of Christ, uh, look using all the Gospels and trying to place it chronologically. And today we have come near the end of Jesus' ministry. He's already died on the cross and risen again, and now he's setting Peter up publicly to restore him and to show everybody that Peter's forgiven. Because Peter's going to be that lion. Uh, you know, he ran away as a coward. Uh, he denied the Lord three times, but now Peter is going to be the man that that Jesus wanted him to be. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Not Peter, but Peter would build upon Christ the rock and uh, do great and mighty things, eventually even giving his life for his dear Savior. So we're gonna talk about that and also talk about, you know, how much, how important is love in the Christian life? Well, I'll just tell you this right up front. It is the most important thing. So we're gonna talk about all this and more today here on In Grace. We're also gonna mention that InGrace has some great video adventures, and we will take you to uh, dinosaur digs, and we'll take you to the moon. We actually interviewed an astronaut that walked on the moon. Uh, we'll take you under the water to see the incredible creation. So all these incredible videos that we've made are all showcasing God, his grace, his love, and uh, his power as a creator. Well, we also are really interested in Israel and in particular prophecy. The Bible predicts there will be a another temple built in Jerusalem. Today, if you go there, there's a Muslim shrine where the temple once stood. There's the Al-Aqsa Mosque off to the side. And we have a three-part video series that followed the red heifers from Dallas to Tel Aviv. And we went and interviewed rabbis and heart makers. And we're going to tell you the story of where the rebuilding of the third temple is today. To get that video, you can contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to our website, ingrace radio.com and it's for a gift of any amount. We'll tell you more about that at the end of the program, but we want you to be ready to know that Jesus is coming back and all the things predicted in the Bible about his return are coming true, even as we speak. Well, we also want to remind you that In Grace does travel, and we'd love for you to go to Israel with us and see it for yourself. We're going in February of next year. We're also going to Alaska. If you'd like to cruise the beautiful waters of Alaska, go to our website, ingraceradio.com, and click on travel. The Bible says that God is love. The, the greatest of faith, hope, and love is love, okay? How important is love? It is the supreme characteristic of God. Not to say he's not holy, not to say he's not just, not to say that he won't punish sin, because he will. And he'll do it as, as sin deserves, he'll do it harshly. But that's not what he wants. He first wants to have you respond to him in love. Love is the supreme word in Christianity. Jesus loved us 
before we loved him. So let's remember that. Why is Jesus asking Peter this question? Do you love me? Because love is the essence of our faith. And you, you also will notice that, that Jesus asked Peter this three times. Why three times? Well, it's simply this. How many times did Peter deny Jesus? So that's why there's a threefold restoration process happening here. Okay, so back to John 21, 15. Jesus is asking this question to Simon Peter. Lovest thou me more than these men love me? He, meaning Peter, saith unto him, Jesus, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, feed my lambs. Verse 16, he saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Now there's more going on here than you realize because of the inadequacies of our English language. For if you know the original language of Greek that this book was written in and the Gospels are written in, you're going to notice that our word for love, uh, they had different Greek words for love. And an erotic love would be eros. That's not used here, but there are two other words for love that are used here, but we just have one word. We just have love. So one of the words in the first Two times that Jesus asked the question, do you love me? Jesus is using the, 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 the profound, uh, fullest sense of love. The word is agape, agapeo. Peter, do you agapeo me? That's an unconditional, extreme love. And Peter replies, you know that I love you. He doesn't use agape. He uses another Greek word that also means love, but it's a, a friendship type of love. It's phileo. So Jesus says, do you copy me? Peter says, I phileo you. So why would he say that? Is this just uh, saying the same word, just using different words? Is it really, really not a matter? I think, there's, I think it's deeper than that. I think they're actually... Uh, Jesus is asking him, do you have the highest sense of love for me? And Peter says, I, I really, really like you. Why is Peter not saying agape? Here's why I think it is. I think Peter is now being careful about the words he uses. He used to be the guy that would open his mouth and insert his foot. Do you all have that foot and mouth disease? Yeah, sometimes. I'm getting better, but I still say stupid things. He's a little more careful about the way he's going to respond. He's not going to be boastful anymore. He's certainly not going to brag. Oh, they'll all fail you, but I'll never fail you. No, he's been humbled. 
And Jesus is asking him these questions and he's saying, Lord, I can't say agape. I, 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 I love you, but I just can't go to that next level. And then Jesus says, feed my lambs. And we'll, we'll go over that in a second because there's some different Greek words there too. So the second time, Jesus again uses the word agape. And the second time, Peter says phileo again. So again, I, I just think this is Peter saying, listen, I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to boast. The third time, Jesus uses phileo. And then Peter says, I phileo you. So, you know, I think, again, that's grace. That's Jesus saying, that's fine. Three times you failed. Three times I asked you this question. All times, Peter says, yes, I do love you. And Jesus knew that that was true. Jesus also knew Peter was being careful the way he was responding, being, being not as, as brash and boastful. And Jesus, the third time, says, feed my sheep. Now, this passage, somebody noted, is transitioning from being a fisher of men, which I believe I would call that evangelism, to Peter being a pastor or this, this theme of shepherding. Why is he saying, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, feed my sheep? And is there more there? Is, the, is, the, is there something deeper there? Well, the fact that he's talking about this, this man that had just come off the boat from fishing and he had said, you're gonna be a fisher of men, which I believe is evangelism. Now you, you're gonna transition not only to evangelize and we need to share the gospel, but we also need to disciple people. We need to shepherd people. We need to help people grow in their faith. And I think that's what we're seeing here. The first time Jesus says, feed my lambs. The Greek word for feed is bosco. And that means basically to feed or to graze. But he says lambs. That's like a lambkin, a little baby lamb. And you know what? There are people that are just brand new Christians. They have just received by faith Jesus. They don't know anything else. And we're so hard on them. I think this is Jesus saying, listen, I want you to feed my lambs. I want you to be a shepherd of these little ones in the faith. The second time Jesus says, feed my sheep, he is talking about another Greek word that means to shepherd, to, to not just feed the lambs, but these are now sheep he's talking about, and I want you to protect them. I want you to guide them. I want you to lead them. I want you to discipline them when they need it. So not only is he to feed the lambs, he's also to uh, uh, shepherd the sheep. And then the third time, Jesus, every time, Jesus is saying something different. You wouldn't know that in the, in the English. The third time, Jesus says, feed again, and it's Bosco again, but it's my sheep. So yes, I want you to feed those little lambs, the milk of the word. I want you to protect the sheep, the, the more mature Christians, and guide them and even discipline them when they need that. And then I want you to also feed them, feed the sheep. So in doing this, at that third time, Peter is now 
officially restored in his commission to be this, not just this evangelist, but this pastor. And people don't realize the change that took place right here. Remember, Peter was scared. Peter was fearful. Peter denied the Lord. And then just a few weeks later, he is proclaiming boldly in Jerusalem, in the temple, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. He's saying that you crucified. You, you, by the way, when you, when you speak to people that are uh, Jewish, you cannot say stuff like that. But Peter could because he was Jewish and he was there. But, but we have to be tactful and careful. But boy, he was bold and he was preaching. What, what made that transition? What made that difference? This, right here. Jesus takes the time to restore Peter's commission three times. And it had to be public because his denial was public. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. Are you interested in the end times prophecy of the rebuilding of the Jewish temple? Then you need to watch In Grace's new video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Jim Scudder, Jr. will take you to amazing sites like the Temple Mount, the Dome of the Rock, and the land on the Mount of Olives purchased for the sacrifice of the red heifer. Jim Scudder has exclusive interviews with experts and people involved in rebuilding the temple. This new series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to InGrace. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes and see how all of this impacts our world today. When your gift is $35 or more, Jim Scudder will also send you an incredible eight-part video series called Armageddon's Dawn and a beautiful End Times Prophecy Chart. Don't wait. Get this video series today to order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Now we'll continue on with the narration here in John 21, verse 18. After Jesus did that with Peter, he says, Verily, verily, Verily just means truthfully or of a truth. This is a true statement, an important statement because it says it twice. I say unto thee, Jesus would use that frequently. When thou wast young, he's talking to Peter still, thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldest. Now what does all that mean? That means that Peter, when we started all this, you were young, you were impetuous, uh, you, you, you would jump before you thought too much. Um, and that's just, that's just youth. And, and I think that's, some people think, well, you know, we don't have any room for any of that, for spontaneity or, or enthusiasm. You know, I get tired just watching our teenagers around here. Because, man, they just have so much energy. And, and, and there's nothing, there's actually good. It's good because it keeps us moving, right? But, but, but then he says, but when thou shalt be old... Thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This is a veiled prediction of Peter's martyrdom. It is by tradition that he was crucified. And he didn't want it to be the same way that the Savior was crucified, so it was upside down. And how do we know that this is a veiled Prophecy, because it says in the next verse, this spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God. You now you say, wait a second. 
You're telling me that he's gonna be martyred, he's gonna be killed, and that is how he's gonna glorify God? Well, are you saying I can't glorify God without being martyred? Well, here's the deal. If it goes to that, it is an incredible privilege to give your life for your Savior. I don't think it'll come to that for any of us, but certainly some people watching or listening, if they're in a, in a country that, that uh, doesn't allow Christianity openly and they get caught or they have a Bible and not allowed to, they could die, certainly go to jail. Some of our, our students in our college are from those countries. And, and if it comes to that, that is the highest way to glorify God. So well, I don't want any of that. Well, this is not the way of salvation, but it's certainly a way of service to give your life for the Savior. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, follow me. Now we were talking about John and Peter and how different they were. John was a thinker. John was slower to react. John was more careful. John was analytical. John got it quicker like he saw you know, he knew it was Jesus. You know, Peter, I think it's Jesus. You know, like we just had that big miracle again. Remember the tomb? He saw the folded, the napkin. He got that. But you need Peter's too. So how do you balance that out? How can we all make sure we're successfully serving the Lord no matter what type of personality we have? Jesus said it right here. Follow me. If we're all following Jesus, young, stupid, energetic, old, stuck in our ways, impetuous, careful, whatever it is, whatever phase of life you're in, whatever personality God gave you, if we're all following Jesus, we're all gonna be doing the right thing and at the right time. Keeping our eyes on him. One commentator wrote this, and it's a long quote, but I think it's really good and it really nails this passage. He says, there are passions of youth which need to be disciplined and challenged. But for all the weaknesses, there are still dreams and energies without which we would all be much poorer. Therefore, when we think of God's gift to the church, we should not forget the gifts of youth, nor should we despise them. We should not attempt to put old heads on young shoulders. The other side of this contrast is old age. And the point about age that the Lord wishes to bring out here is that things will be done to us against our inclination. In this case, Jesus is speaking of Peter's martyrdom, presumably by crucifixion. This was not something that Peter would have chosen for himself any more than we would choose sickness, limitations of opportunity, disillusionments, or other problems that frequently come with advancing years. Yet, these were given to Peter, as to us, and they are necessary for the church as the dreams of youth. Whatever Wherever, however you are, wherever you are, follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. And then Peter has one last opportunity to forget to think before he talks. And in verse 20 of John 21, then Peter turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following. So who is that? This is John, right? John never used his own name when he was writing. But it also says, which also leaned on his breast at supper, that was John, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? That was John. So now we know who this is, right? 
So Peter turns around, seeing John. Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? <laughs> oh, Peter, 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 Peter. Well, again, Jesus is gracious. And he says in verse 22, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Don't worry about the other guy. Don't worry about the other person. Just worry about yourself. Now, it's, it's incredible how quickly an error can enter into Scripture. Because Jesus simply said, if John is still alive, when I come back, what's that to you? In other words, if John isn't martyred, what's that to you? He didn't say that John would be alive, that John wouldn't face martyrdom. But he said, if, if that happened, what's, what's that to you, right? So then they started to say that John was going to still be alive when Jesus came back. How do we know that? Well, it says it right here in verse 23. Then went the saying abroad among the brethren that the disciples should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him he should not die, but if he will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? See how quickly error can enter into doctrine. Well, if we keep our eyes on Christ, all is going to be okay. The bottom line here, the lesson that we can take home is this. Don't ever quit. If you've fallen, get back up. Get your eyes back on Christ. And you know what? We're all going to trip. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Don't quit. He'll never quit on you. He'll never give up on you. Get back up. Follow me, Jesus says. And that is all you have to worry about. Love him and follow him. And it'll all work out. Do you know him? Have you received him by faith? Jesus died for you on the cross and rose again. And he says, if you'll trust in me, not works, not religion, but if you'll believe in me, not yourself, not anything you can do, if you'll believe in me, you will not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you have questions about eternal life, please call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. If it's after hours, leave a voicemail. We'll get back to you. Or anytime, go day or night to ingraceradio.com and you'll find all sorts of helps in the area of salvation. We also are really excited about going to Israel and we do trips often. And if you'd like to travel with In Grace to Israel, we make it affordable, we make it safe, we make it a trip of a lifetime. And we have more information on our website, ingraceradio.com. Click on travel. And then also we're going to Alaska on a creation cruise and you're welcome to cruise Alaska with In Grace. We have meetings in the evenings and you get to explore the, the beautiful state of Alaska during the day. Never unpacking more than once. Uh, you just check into your room and it just takes you the whole way. And so if you're interested in that, go to ingraceradio.com, click on travel. And then also we want to tell you how you can get a really powerful video series, a three-part series. It's called The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple, where we follow the red heifers from Dallas to Tel Aviv. We interview heart makers and rabbis and a man that's growing the balm of Gilead for the temple incense. Incredible stories of how God is working today for the prophetic 
rebuilding of the temple. So if you'd like to get this three-part video series that we have only here at InGrace, you can give a gift of any amount to InGrace. Your gift will make sure more people hear the gospel and you get this really great video, either DVD or digital download. Or you can uh, contact us and give a gift of $35 or more. We'll send you the Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple video series, and we're going to send you an eight-part video series filmed in Israel called Armageddon's Dawn, Bible Prophecy and the Prophecy Chart. Contact us today to get these powerful video resources. As a thank you for your gift of any amount, Jim Scudder will send you the Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple when your gift is $35 or more. He will also send you his eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, and a beautiful End Times Prophecy Chart. Order the Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple by calling 800-78-GRACE. Go to our secure website, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.